0: Welcome, everyone, to the Off Kilter Podcast. I'm your host, Shorty, alongside your co host, Ed and Richie. Just some good old boys having a good old time. So sit down and have some fun with us. Hello, everyone. We're back again with the Off Kilter Podcast.
1: Ed, Richie, how's y'all's days going? Pretty good. Pretty
2: good. How about yours?
1: No complaints. I'm hanging in there like a stank on a skunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the
1: inaugural dad joke, Ed, let's see what you got. Come on, uh, Ed.
0: Bring it to us now. Let's have a good
2: one. Okay, so what is the new nickname for spiders?
0: Your nickname for, I don't know what. Cotton Eye Joe. Where did it come from? Where did it go? <laughs> 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 That's a good one. Uh, so we, um, today we have a special guest. A guy I've been trying to get on here for a while. He's a pillar of the community, a beard shaping extraordinaire. Wow! The owner of Cuts and Convo, and an all around wonderful human being. Everybody, please welcome Jason Powell. Jason Powell, good to have you in the house.
3: I appreciate it. Happy to be here with you guys, man. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, anytime, brother. Anytime. How are you doing today?
3: I'm great, man. It's been a good day, man.
1: Did you work today?
0: Oh yes, sir. Yeah, Most you work definitely. all the
3: time. Yeah, man, had to work today, man.
1: Rain or shine, rain or good, shine. Hey,
2: it's it's hell being. Rain or shine, people
3: still need their beers lined. That's it. <laughs> That's it, bro. <laughs> yes,
2: sir. You, you, to be a businessman, you got to you got to work when nobody else does, man. to That's and when it. nobody else wants to. That's too. it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah.
0: it. That's He's always work. there. Speaking of which, I have to make my appointment for this weekend, which yes, I forgot. Sir, please
1: do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you see all that that you got to take off the top. Look what
0: he look what he did though. Look how good this
2: looks.
1: Hey, it
4: does
2: look good, man. I got to give it that,
1: the- you know, so, so, straight up. So, uh, I think it was Monday night, me and the wife was in Walmart doing her Christmas shopping, right? Right. And was, uh, uh, I think she was getting some type of hair stuff or something, and I happened to look down, and there was this little tool that you use to kind of draw your line on your sideburns, and you can, yeah, you know, do all that, and I thought about him. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, man, we're going to have him in the show. It's going to uh- be good. They, you know what? They tried to just get you to come on here and cut somebody's hair while we're on
0: the podcast. I would have yeah. did it. I would have did, did it. I would have the whole
3: setup, man, and made it happen, man. Uh, that's a, that's a man uh, that, that loves yeah, his man. job, right yeah, there. That's I, right. In the in the new year, man, let's make it happen, bro. We could do that online. Yeah, I love it. I love what
0: We can we can set up in your barbershop and just that's do it right. from your barbershop. You yeah. Hey. Hey, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, I'm game. So let me let me tell y'all like. He probably A lot of people probably don't know this, but if I'm around a situation where I've never been before, before like your barbershop, I'm quiet. I don't mm-hmm. talk. And I'm sure you noticed that from the yeah, first time I come I in. Here. I was very, very quiet, didn't talk, didn't let my personality out at all, but very observant. Yeah. And I watched you and the way you interacted with people that's in your community, and it just amazes me. For instance, he probably didn't think nothing about it because he's just an all-around great guy, but I watched a guy come by, a young kid just hot out of school. And he stopped what he was doing, ran outside, got him to come inside his barbershop and gave him a bottle of water. He didn't have to do that. Yeah, I just absolutely. like That's the type of human being this guy is right there. Locked
1: so, him in at that point, didn't he? Yeah. I
3: appreciate <laughs> it, man. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh, I try my best, man, to treat people how I want to be treated, man. Uh, I love my community. I've been a warrior since I was a kid. So, uh, born and raised there. I left from, went to Birmingham for a little while, came right back. Um, I always noticed we didn't really have an all-around barbershop. Um, so I was working for the post office, and, and um, it was just always something I wanted to do. Gave the idea away like 50 times, man. Right. Told other people to do it because I didn't feel like I had the means to do it. And then one day a light bulb came on. It was like, man, try it yourself. And By the I, way,
0: great name. Cuts and thank Convo. You, thank yeah. you, God. Love God gave me
3: that name. I That's really, right. I really believe God gave me that name, man, because <laughs> I had another name before. And um, I was doing something one day, and... It was like he spoke it was like, man. People come to the barbershop shop for a great cut and good conversation,
0: and, it, and, and, and I really it does. and I
3: really believe that, and I stand by my name. If you don't even want to talk, we're gonna talk. You know, <laughs> yes, I'm, like, there you go. I'm gonna yeah. ask questions. I'm gonna right. find out what you do for a living. That little is bit. the right. truth, and uh, that kind of breaks the ice. And before you know it, even people like this guy that didn't want to have a conversation, now man, we talked the whole time he's in the chair.
0: So <laughs> it. Well, it's not uh, that I don't; It's that I'm just shy around people. Understood. I don't know. I don't know. Understood. Like. It, if I'm around, say, people that's with me and I'm around you, I'm not shy at all. Got you. But when I'm by myself and I'm around people that I don't know, I just, I clam up. I don't know what it is. Got you. You would never, glad, you would never yeah. think that. I'm glad we was able to get to know each other, man. <laughs> yeah. really and,
2: and me, I have the gift of gab. Like, yes, sir. I can Like, if there's something that we need to, you know, get to kicking or something like that. Richie's made a few videos back when we was doing dig street all the time. Uh-huh. You know, that's our street racing things, what we used to do. Awesome. And and man, I'm just, I got the gift of gab. You know, I'm, that, I'm the same way. My yeah.
3: mom told me ever since I was kids, I don't meet any strangers. That's right. Um, right. There's, there's, there's no person I'm not willing to have a conversation with, because I'm a true believer. Is you never know who you're gonna meet.
4: Right. Yeah. You know
3: what I'm saying? Right. If, if me, if, if I would have been quiet as you were quiet, I probably never been here. Oh yeah. Right.
1: So, so well, I'm I can glad, tell you, man. Well, I can tell you, whenever I was a kid, I used to go to the barber out there in Warrior on Main Street. Uh, he was right next door to the taxidermist. Uh, I can't think of his I name. I didn't even know there was one up there. I didn't yeah, know there was, was a taxidermist ago. up there. Yeah, years ago. You taxidermist.
3: Know, where, where, where was that at on Main
1: Street? Uh, it was pretty much right across from the gym. No, oh, that's... Same yeah, yeah, building. <laughs> I know. I mean, See that's what crazy I'm that Same building. Yeah. Same in the building. Bi- exactly. somebody building.
3: told me that used to be a barber, but I'm not old enough to remember that. Uh, mm. But it's just, it's it's so uh, nostalgic that I'm in the same building. Right. Now. It's the
1: same building. Yeah. And I just can't remember his name. I wish I could remember his name right now, but I, I probably will later. But, but I remember as a kid, I used to love getting my hair cut in that place because he'd always cut up with you. And all that stuff. Always you should give see you the way he
0: treats kids when kids come in. There. Oh, I bet be it's will be the same way, death. I think when I was in there you gave the kid a a, a lab a iPad or, I did. or yeah, yeah, something like that for him to play one because he was terrified. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah.
2: And then
3: a lot of a lot of times you, you'll find out, man, dealing with barbershops, a lot of kids are traumatized by certain barbers, man. If you yeah. if you're not a you're not a people or a kid person, it's easy to get frustrated because yeah. they won't be still or they won't be quiet or, yeah. or they're squirming. You know, so I just think God. God has kind of given me uh, the personality to be really, really patient. Mm-hmm. You know, and kids that I used to have to fight with to get in the chair and now they run in I'm like I can't wait.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: they're
3: ready to get in and get a haircut, man. So that's that's another blessing um, yeah. I get from doing what I do.
0: Um, right. I think you may have already answered this, but how did you come to decide that you wanted to be a barber?
3: Um, to be honest, man, I was really stuck on legacy. I've got four girls. Um, hey, I got four girls. Hey, here. man, yeah. see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I poor, got
0: y'all poor, poor men. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Wait, are
1: we
2: all just girls
1: here? <laughs> yeah, I think we are. Yeah. I think you've had a girl. Yeah, I've, I've got a girl. I Also have two sons. Okay,
2: yeah, but yeah.
1: yeah, and I've got two girls. Wow. And
2: I got four. Yeah. Yeah, I got
3: four so. girls, man. They're uh, 17, 16, Lord. 13, and eight. Golly. But um, I was um working for the post office. And, man, I kept telling myself that, you know, if um, if I die today, you know, there's no way I can convince the post office to hire my girls when they graduate. Right. You know, so I wanted to leave something for them that they were able to grab a hold to and say, well, my daddy started this and he left it to us. Right. You know, even if they don't, you know, take the advantage of doing anything with it. I wanted to make sure that I left something. Even though I'm, I'm working on some other things, too, um, to build that legacy. But that was just something that was seared in my mind uh, that I wanted to do. That was something that my daddy wasn't able to do for us. But it's hard to it's hard to teach what you've never been taught.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Yes, it is. You know,
3: so I wanted to make sure, man, I had been around some people who talked about legacy all the time. So I wanted to leave that for my daughters, and that's the reason I got started doing
0: this. Nice, nice.
2: Yeah, I, I can honestly say that's exactly how I, how I felt is like – I didn't. I didn't know what I was going to be able to leave them in fifteen years. You mm-hmm. know, where, where are they going to be? They're, you know, I mean, my kid. I'm old. Yeah. You know, and my kids are. They're, they're little. Right. You know, I got three that are. You know, twins that are five, and my baby girl's four. My oldest is sixteen now. Oh yeah, You know, yeah, like, she just yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like, I was. I I just. I was like, what am I going to be able to leave them? What am I going to be able to do? So yeah, I just you know I. Wanted to start this business, and it picked up, and it freaking done good. It's still know? doing good, still which doing which good, brings you know.
0: me to my next question, and both of y'all can answer this. What was it like emotionally opening your own business as far as fear-wise? What are the consequences? Stuff like that. Just elaborate on what you were going through opening me, your own business.
3: For me, um, I didn't necessarily have a plan in place. Um, it hit me one day, and I just jumped at So, it was, I tell people this all the time. It's almost like jumping off a building without a parachute. I was scared to death.
4: Yeah, I right. was scared to death, right. and there
3: were still moments within my first year of business that I thought about going back to the post office. You know what I'm saying? Because it was right. just the fear of you don't you don't have insurance. You know what I'm saying? There's no 401k. No. you know. You feel what I'm saying? You have depleted your savings to start what you're doing. Right. You know, so all those things can be really, really scary, Mm. you know. But at the same time, I stood on what I felt. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of hard to go from the tangible to a feeling. Right. So I left the tangible and knowing what I was going to make every week, you know, know, um, what kind of bonuses I might get at the end of the year. I dropped all of that to go on a feeling. And I, I just thank God I stuck to it. I thank God I had people that around me that supported me, even though I had some people around me that didn't support me and told me I was crazy. That's got to be you know, terrifying. You have lost your mind leaving that good government job to go and start your own business. Mm. But there are times in life, man, where you really just have to run with it and understood. You got to stand on what you know, you know what I'm saying, and let everybody else just fall in line, you know. And that's and that's what I did. And I thank God I did that.
2: Same. So about the same, about the same deal with me as like. You know, kinda in the same boat. You had four kids, you know, you were married, you're like I don't know if you're married, yes, but, I'm yeah, married. Okay. Yes. but like uh uh me, I was married at the time and I was well, I say I was married, but we uh we were trying to work things out. Mm-hmm. And uh um man, you know, I like I took every penny I had and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go for it, man. Like didn't know if I was gonna get a check the next month. I had mm-hmm. to borrow from Peter to pay Paul to to let me have some money till I got my first draw, which took me two months. Yeah. Till I got my first good draw, and it was just enough to catch everything up. Mm-hmm. wasn't enough for me to have anything, right? You know, so I was like, "Well, I'm able to pay my guys. I'm able to pay payroll. I can catch this up. Catch this up." So about month three, we I really started seeing the benefit to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then three years in now, and we're. We're rocking and rolling. This is him, our man. biggest year, yet. I love so. it,
3: man. You're see yep. you're just being here, you're a testament to me because you know, even though I'm doing even though I'm doing good, I haven't got to great yet. Yeah. You know, so just being able to listen to his testimony, you know, put lights of fire up on me and lets me know, man, just keep rolling.
0: I know, just I, I have to rollin'. brag about you every chance I get. Like I told you when I was in the chair, I don't have a lot of experience with barbers. Right. Like I haven't been I mean my aunt used to cut my hair when I was a kid, but other than that, I would just i would just do it myself. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I could I could say this man, it like uh, uh I don't know how long you've been in business, but if I could give you any advice about about the business aspect is work till you can't work no more i'm I'm sometimes out here till twelve, one o'clock in the morning just working on bids, you know that's the that, that sometimes that's what I tell you, I'll go inside and I'll rest for three or four hours. And then I wake up and I can't go back to sleep. I say, so, "Shit, I'm gonna go to the office." I will go to the, out here to the office, and I just work on a bed. I love it, man. Yeah, I love like, it, man. I, I heard Mark Cuban say and and uh, uh, say one day he was like, "If you're ever gonna be the top people, you got to work when nobody else will." That's good. That's
3: that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. And I'm I'm the, I'm the same way, man. I, um, I was blessed in a sense to where, you know, when I received that building, um. It used to be a restaurant. It was, um, yeah, and I had some a,
0: really good wings there. Yeah, it was a group. Oh, was that uh, a big Daddy's? It was big Daddy's. That's where Melissa worked. Yeah. It was big Daddy's. Yeah.
3: Um, so I, I went in and had to renovate that building, man, but I didn't have the funds to do it. Right. Um, so I had some friends uh, who, who gave me some breaks on sheetrock and paint and, you know, a lot of good things, man. And I was able to go in there. And, and, and I, I took carpentry in school, so I was able to do a lot of that work myself, you know. Right. But it was nice, man, that I was in there at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning right. trying to get things done because I already had the building, but I wasn't able to make any money out of it yet. Right. And I needed to flip it to where I can go in and start. You know, doing some business there. Yeah. You know, so I work day and night. Uh, And I think that's why it's so rewarding now to look at it. Because I realize, man, everything that's in that building, man, I had a hand in it. Right. You know, so it's rewarding mentally, man, um, uh, and financially. Um, But the biggest thing for me is to be able to um, present um, uh, a service um in the same city i grew up in yeah i walked those streets you know i i went in that building and 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 rented nintendo games and sega games because it used to used to also used to be a place uh, where you can go in and rent movies and stuff Mm -hmm. i remember that so (laughs) so all all of those things man gives me joy you know seeing the people i grew up with kids come in and get haircuts
0: do you feel like you've come full circle
3: not yet. I got a lot more to do,
0: man. Right.
3: I got a lot more to do. I know I have a lot more to do. It's a lot more I'm working on. Um, I hate I took so long to realize it, um, but I think I'm. I, I haven't hit my strides yet.
0: Right. You know. I'm excited
3: yeah. to get to that point, um, but I still realize I got a long way to go. Right.
2: Right. Right. So you got, do you got employees or is it just you? I, got,
3: I, have, I have, I have two girls that working there with me right, uh, at okay. the moment. I'm looking to grow. Uh, this is only my second year. Okay. Um, I found myself kind of being a little hard on myself, you know, but you know, I had to remind myself, you just been in the business a year. Yeah. You know, hold tight, stick to your guns and the rest is coming.
0: So oh. did you, did you start out in that business? In, the, in that building? I'm sorry. Did I you did
3: not. Part? I started out, couldn't have it at my house. Right. I, I know um, I didn't have a building to go to, so I started at my house.
0: When I first, the first time I ever went to you, I googled the you know cuts and combo grooving, and mm-hmm. it took me someplace in Hayden. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "This is clearly not it." And I mm-hmm. just hauled ass the warrior to try to get there right as you was open, because I like to be the first one in the door. Got gotcha. you, mm-hmm. yes sir. You know, so I, I hauled ass try to get there in time, and I got there just as you was opening up. Yes sir. Um How do you keep up with the latest hairstyles and trends? I don't. I'll
3: tell you how I operate. Um, my 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 style of cut is a little different. Um, most time, you'll have people that come in with pictures, and but most time, I can look at somebody's head and kind of tell.
4: You yeah. know, what looks
3: good on them That's how I like to go and I'll, and I'll present that to them Now if they if they don't If that's not something they want And they buck against it That's fine But most of the time Nobody have an issue with it
0: That was my next question Is how do you handle Like something that you know Is not going to work for yeah, them
3: I'll talk to them And I'll tell them And I'll say You know that's not Just because it looks right In the picture It's not going to look right On you right Right You know so we'll usually Have a conversation about it <clears throat> You know but that's the joy I get out I get joy out of knowing That every person that sits In my chair is going to be different and they're gonna want something different, and I'm up to that challenge. I cut all walks of life. I don't care where you come from, what hair, kind of hair you have. You can sit in my chair and leave happy. And, um, and I,
0: yeah, first time I did. Uh, yeah. you put you put a warm towel on my face yes, and on sir. my head and that's stuff. I've never experienced before because you know, like I said, never been to one. Right, and it was awesome. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, <laughs> the, sir. The the first one I ever went to, I can't remember the name of it, but it was in Atlanta. I was working on the Atlanta streetcar project a few years ago. Whenever I was living over in Atlanta. And uh, I went to a barbershop out there, and it was freaking an awesome experience. So I got to admit, like, you know, going to a barbershop is like none other. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, the conversation that you have, the environment with the ever- with everybody in there, it's mm-hmm. just it's hands down. It's, yeah, it's
3: like it's, nothing it's, else. Yeah, it's, hand, it's hands down one of the best experiences, even even with me. And I've been cutting my own hair for the last six or seven years. But there are still times where I'll leave and go and sit in somebody's barber chair because I want that experience.
1: That right. was right. one of my questions. That yeah. was yeah. going to be you, my next question yeah. I was going to ask. Yeah. Hey, where do you <laughs> cut yeah. thousands of heads of hair? Who cuts your hair? Yeah, that was yeah, going to be yeah. my question. I
3: cut my own hair, but there are times where I treat myself. Right. And right. I, I got a guy. I got a guy in Birmingham. I'll go sit in his chair, and most of the time we just sit and talk barbershop. You know, yeah. we talk about his business and my business, and you know, it, it's great. But it's also a good experience for me to be able to sit back and relax as well.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: What do you walk in there with your chest out like this, oh, and you say I'm, I'm, I'm better just, than you? I know, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually,
3: I'm actually, I'm a really, really down to earth, a humble guy, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm me. Whether you see me here or, or you see me, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in Las Vegas, you know, yeah. i won't be the same guy.
0: Yeah, th- th- throwing them stacks. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, <Lord>. so, <laughs>
0: so, let, let, let me ask you. Stacks of ones. <laughs> what, what's your plans for cuts and
2: combo? Are you going to try to move into different?
3: I am. Um, actually, I don't want to go toward Birmingham, but the plan in the next two or three years, um, I want to open up another shop in Jasper. Right. Um and then good I idea, go, then I wanna go toward Coleman. Yeah. Um I don't wanna go I feel like Birmingham is so saturated mm-hmm. and I feel like I'll do well in those areas because I'm so well rounded. Yeah. You know what I, I'm saying? I think
2: Jasper and Coleman are two. Yes, I that agree. is really good. It's really I good. I agree. Idea.
3: So th- those are my plans, man. Um my daughter is actually um studying up under me. She graduates this year. Right. Um and you know, kids are, you know, they're flimsy. You know, when it comes to what they want to do, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not sure if she's going to stick with that. But if she does stick with that, um, then the plan is to train her up well and then the shop in Jasper will be her shop.
2: Right. Um,
3: So that's actually where my mind is. That's what I want to do. I also have plans to open up a restaurant. Um. Um, in the warrior area. Ooh, um, ooh. Um, I'm on, okay. Um, He's speaking to the fat guys here. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so, um, most definitely. Um, there. <laughs> I have a lot of things, man, that I'm that I'm working on. Um, I actually, it's crazy that I'm here because I want to start a podcast. Um, oh, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, hey. the, the name wow. of my podcast will actually be Cuts and Combo. Okay, um, that's where awesome. People just come, sit in the chair for about thirty minutes, and we have a conversation while I cut their hair.
2: I tell you, um, to me, it was like, and i I'll trying to cut you off, but to me, it was like the Man, like, when Shorty come to me with this idea about starting a podcast, I really wasn't, like, 100% into it. Shorty just kept on. I was like, you know what? This just – I think it means a lot to my brother. So. You know, decided to get everything, come in here. Man, I'm just telling you, it's the best experience. It's, I, it's, I, it's so fun. The, the atmosphere. And the atmosphere is. is great. The atmosphere yes. is
3: great. Now, when, when you say that you did um, street cars, are you talking about like street outlaws?
2: Yep, street racing type stuff. One of my, my one. best shows ever. So, oh, um, oh, yeah. I love yeah. stuff like that. So, that's yeah. That's, 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 really that's, really
0: that's cool. the thing about us. That's what we all three have in common is yeah. racing. I love it. We, I, we.
2: I have uh, I got a 67 Camaro. It's in the, it's in a shop. Motor wound up being bad with, that I had bought. Uh, so we went and bought another one, put the uh, put the motor in it, getting it tuned and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And then I got an S10 that's in the chassis shop. And then he's got a he's got a Mustang, of course. Shorties, yeah. Mustang, I, I drive so. mine I daily though, so time. yeah. <laughs> mine you can't drive on the road. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can, but you don't <laughs> well, want to. Yeah, right. Right.
3: That's right. awesome, man. I
2: yeah. love it. Yeah, we 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 are definitely <laughs> street racing backgrounds. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, we are definitely street racing background. We. You know, I me and Richie both have been street racing in Shorty too since we was since we was kids, whenever uh we was running at Bama all the time. But the good thing about the guy sitting at this table is Shorty will run, he he ain't he ain't too scared to uh to to let off and me, I'm I will let off. I ain't even gonna lie. If I get a little out of whack, I'll let off. Now Richie on the other hand has no let out since. That car will be sideways almost flipping and he's still in it. Oh, my God. You
0: would think the throttle hung on that thing. Yeah. He ain't right now. You'd be yeah. like, oh, no. God. And then he <laughs> hey. drives
2: through it. Yeah.
3: I, I, it's great. I had um, a friend of mine, um, um, Ronnie Barfield. Who's,
0: um, I know Ronnie. You know Ronnie? Yeah, okay. he was in the military, wasn't he? Yes.
3: Yeah, I know Ronnie. Military. Ronnie had a maroon um, Malibu. Hey, I know that car, when too. When I was a kid. <laughs> uh, one of the fastest cars I've ever seen. And Ronnie used to come around my block when I was about 9 to 10 years old, and he would be sideways in it. And it always excited me so much, I would always stand on top of a hill, and I'd be jumping him down, Ronnie, please, let me ride, let me ride. And he would just zoom by. So one day, he stops, he flings the door open, he's like, get in. Everybody calls me JJ from from the neighborhood. right? And I hop in, and by the time we get about a few inches down the road, I'm like, Ronnie, let me, out. Let me <laughs> out. Please let me so out.
0: So yeah. you probably know the guy known as Bouncer, right? Bouncer, Bouncer. From bouncer. where...
3: That, that that name doesn't sound familiar. Well, I think he's
0: he's the one that helped Ronnie build that motor that ah, was in the car. Probably did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, bouncer. He. I used to buy parts from him M&M in the motors when I worked there. Uh huh. And um, he built a he uh, built a motor for me one time, and um, I went to his house to drop it off, and uh, he came out there and I said, uh, "Hang on, man. I, I'll get my my buddies on his way. He's gonna help me help us unload it." He picked up the block under one hand and picked up the both the cylinder heads on the other hand and just walked it up to his house. <laughs> I was like, you I am not messing with this man. Yeah, No, I'm not messing with this man. <laughs> yeah. no, with this man. That they, much they call him Bouncer for a reason because yeah, he yes, will sir. bounce you out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's great. Yeah, I've known Ronnie for a long time. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen him in 15, 20 yeah, since I worked at Ronnie him in the motors. It's been a really good guy. Really yeah, he good. is. And then that car got wrecked, if I'm not. Yes. Yeah, it got wrecked. Yeah. Nice oh, guy. really? Yeah. yeah. It's, I'll, I'll let him tell his own story on that one. Yeah. Um, How has a social networking like Facebook, Instagram helped you increase your business? It's
3: it's crazy because my Google, my Google uh, account goes crazy. Um, But the weirdest thing is every time somebody comes in, well, you know, when the first time you came in, my my question was, how did you hear about the shop? And most people are like, I drove by
0: was word of mouth for me. Yeah, it's
3: the word of mouth. Yeah, I drove by yeah. or somebody told me or I heard somebody talking about it or somebody's having a conversation about good barbershops. You know, so even though I love social media and I feel like it's a great help to businesses. Uh, my biggest, my biggest um, help to my business has been word of mouth, man.
0: Yeah, because yeah. when I was, uh, I haven't had this beard, but like since I've been coming to you, mm-hmm. and so I asked a buddy of mine at work. I said, "Hey, man, where do you get your beard shape, shaped up at?" Because it looked good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Shout out to Kyle King, yes, and um, <laughs> he goes, "I go to cut some Combo," and I was like, "Give me the address, I'll go." And yeah. that's, that's that was he it. That's all up, it took. Uh,
3: I love it, man. I love it. But yeah, it's amazing, man. And that's why it's important. Um, You guys probably attest to this, man, that anytime you're doing a service for anybody, you always shoot that person. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like they're the only person there. Right. You know, and it leaves an impression um, and it makes them want to come back. And not only does it make them want to come back, it makes them want to tell somebody. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing is when you can get somebody to walk out of your shop and be excited about what you do, they're always going to tell somebody and it's going to make that person want to come in and see what they experience.
2: Yeah. see on on my side man it's so much it's so much different because like mine it isn't necessarily word of mouth it isn't it isn't uh like no, no matter what I can I can put a bid on a job that we're gonna go do and they'll swear up down man that's the most ridiculous price I've ever seen mm. and then you know, uh, you know, week later, two weeks later, maybe a month, maybe even two months later, call me back and be like, "Well, hey man, when do you think you can do that?" And I'm like, "What? Well, I thought you didn't like the price. Thought the price was like, wait, well, just, you know, we then we got the price from everybody else, and I'm like, well, you know, I mean, they're just trying to juu you
0: down. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, I mean, that's you that's took different. the words right out yeah. of my mouth. You know, yeah. people,
3: people, don't, people don't test and see. You know, I've had people. It, it happens to me. You know, I've had people come in and say, "Well, how much are your haircuts?" And I'll tell them, and they'll say, "Oh no, you know, you know." And then they'll come back, and this side is up here, and this side is down here, yeah. and they'll say, "Well, can you fix this?" And
0: yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I can you know, fix yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it says yeah. it plainly. Whenever I book mine through Facebook, that's how I book your mm-hmm. appointments, and it says cl- plain as day your prices yeah, on there. It does. Right. It mm-hmm.
3: does. It does. And and e- even though you know people, you know, may think my prices are, are a little bit out of whack, I can promise you they're not the worst.
0: You no, know, they you, seem they're, you, very they're very reasonable to me. Reasonable, I didn't even question it,
3: you know. And and I'm gonna take my time, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure you look your best because I want to look my best,
0: right? So, like my mine, uh, I get I get my head shaved and my beard trimmed, just shaped, head shaved and beard shaped. That's all I get. And he spends about 35, 45 minutes on me,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right? You know I mean? Hey, look, nobody nobody's gonna value your time the way that you do. Oh yeah, you know. Most so definitely. everybody everybody that comes in here is be like, okay, well. You know, man, a hundred dollars an hour—that's that's that's crazy. Well, I mean, if you go take a car to at a dealership, you're one hundred thirty five, $135, hundred forty five an hour. Oh, it's way more than way, that now. way more than that now. <laughs> I mean, it may be, yeah, but it's one hundred ninety like, where I work. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. In a, in a big truck industry, one hundred ninety dollars an hour. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like Richie in the AC business. You know you if he, if he's going to come out here and he's going to do something, it's going to take his time to do it. He's going to spend three or four hours. Man, he got to charge for that time. You know what I'm saying? I've had had to learn.
3: I had learned that the hard way. Um, I used to work seven days a week. Um, but I was realizing how much time I was still missing out of my kid's life. So I ended up having to give myself off days. But even on my off days, I still have people call and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, man, can you come and open up today?
0: Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. And I know you. You go over there and open it up.
3: Actually, I don't anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. I
3: don't anymore. I had to learn how to value my time, man, and understand that even though, you know, money is great, you still got to value the time with your family too, right? Yeah. So right. I,
0: had, I would imagine if you went over there and opened it up when they called you, like they'll be lined out the door waiting. I agree, you I know? agree.
3: But but they wouldn't. If I open up on my off day, you definitely wouldn't want to pay the price for me right. to open those doors on my off right. day. You know, because I just had to get to the point to where I understood that you have to take time for yourself and for your family too. Yeah, right. you know. So I make I make sure. Um, that Sundays and Mondays, Sundays is for family and Mondays is for handling business. So that's the days I sit down and pay my bills and take my time to do this and do that and find out what supplies I need and and this, that and the other. So um, Sunday is really the only day I get off because Mondays I'm handling business.
2: Yeah, so you do all your... All your work For yourself. Right now, yes. Your business. For okay. right now, yes,
3: I do. Um, now I'm looking next year to probably hire somebody to do that.
2: Well, you keep us in mind. I own Central Bookkeeping. So, I sure will. Yeah, like, uh, well, I say I own it. I don't own it. The the my business partner, she is the face and does all the work and does everything. I'm just kind of like the money guy. Got you, you know what I'm saying? But whenever it comes to business, like she's been a school she's bookkeeping, does everything. You know, as far as. It. As far as all of it, prices are very, very reasonable. So I if you, that. you know, if it comes to that point where you you need somebody, definitely keep us I definitely you know, so, will, yeah. man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I tell you what, uh, like as far as like business the business wise goes, and I don't know how you do your pricing, but on my end, like I know what it takes for me to run per day to pay my employees, pay insurance, pay diesel fuel, rental, all this stuff right here per day. So what I did was I was like, okay. So I know what it's going to take. I want a sixty-five percent profit because a sixty-five percent profit means that I'm gonna I'm gonna move into the pro, uh, part where if I'm if I got sixty-five percent on top of what it cost me, man, I, I'm Good to go. I'm go, I'm gonna be right. So you know I adjusted. Up. I adjusted my prices and I went in and I said, "You're either going to pay this, or I'm not going to do the work." And and that's just the way I had to do it. So. You know now I they're mean, always gonna I,
0: want something for nothing. Yeah.
2: Always. Whenever I first started my first year, man, I'm telling you, but you know, like I struggled, man, because my prices wasn't right. I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to do everything. Year two, I didn't do a whole lot better. I was like, man, I, you know, I'm, I, man, I thought I was hitting this right, but I wasn't. This year three, I got my prices right. I love it. Man, I doubled. I, love I doubled my money. And I was like, bam, I hit it. I know where I need to be now. I love it. I finally bro. got it right, and I figured it out, and bam, that's where I was there. That's you know? awesome, brother. Yeah. I love it. It uh, took me three years, but I got there. Yes, you know? sir.
0: So, kind of want to ask you some uh, some about funny stories or stuff like that that you've had when uh, having people in the chair, like... um What's your angriest customer? How was that experience, and what was that like? And then we'll go to the. I mean, front you line. don't
2: have to say her name, but I'm uh, not gonna
4: yeah. say her name.
1: My my angriest her name? Customer. Did you say her name? Well, oh wait Oh, actually, a minute. actually,
3: he's on. He he hit the nail on the <laughs> head because my angriest customer was actually. A guy's hair I cut and his wife came in and oh, wanted to know who the hell I was making him look so good for. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh yeah. wow. She was don't be doing oh, that. Yes. She's making so my life so So you got hard. in trouble for doing I got great. In trouble for doing They're a good job. I did. She came in with her hands on her hip and she was like, Who the hell are you getting? I said, He said it was for you. She said, He's lying. I said, Well, ma'am, listen, Ooh. I don't have an issue with you or him. I just did what he asked me to do. Yeah, you know, but she right. was pretty hot.
0: How is she? I don't understand how people think that and, way. Yeah, I mean, you'll be surprised. Yeah, why not go to the uh, why not go to the guy that you have an issue with rather than the barber? <laughs> that just right. Right. yeah, right. Right. yeah. Right. Let's yeah. hear let's hear about a, a funny story. Do you have any like my
3: funniest stories is usually you know well you know I like love somebody music. fall asleep in the no, chair I uh, love music. I love yeah. music. So my funniest story was this guy came over from the Mexican restaurant to get her haircut and I was playing a good music like I always do, but him and his wife had a few margaritas. Oh and, uh, uh, yeah. And uh next thing I know, his wife was on top of my chair dancing.
4: Oh uh, yeah. Oh,
3: she mm. was getting jiggy on my chair. Did you man? have to sling ones like, at her? No, I, I actually <laughs> didn't. I kind of looked at him. and was like, bro, what's going on? And he was like, don't pay no attention He was drunk too. Oh so, yeah. It's like she's all right, but yeah, that was great. And yeah. most time, that's where my funny moments come from.
0: Man, These I people, would pay money for that shit to happen to me while I was at the barber shop. Yeah, man. You're getting your haircut, and you see some lady dancing on the pole right there. Like, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> what?
2: My my question is is like if your if your wife would have come in and seen that what she had
3: I'm told gone. on him I'm not hey, I'm not getting in trouble for this I'm not, <laughs> <not>. hey, it's, <laughs> hey they've been drinking I have not had anything to drink she's the one dancing you I said a nothing deer in the lady.
2: Yeah. I, hey look hey. I, I'm, I'm scared can you
0: right
3: <laughs> I'm cutting hair baby like I always do right. <laughs>
0: Oh man! I just see the deer in the headlights. Look, he <laughs> walks through the door. Oh my god! I'm
3: snitching. Susie, so I'm pointing
0: the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'm a snitch like hell. I'm snitching. I'm snitching. I am <laughs> snitching. Um, man, <laughs> yeah, you don't you already answered that one? All right. What uh, what separates you from everyone else?
3: Um, I'll tell anybody, man, because I'm me. You know, there'll never be another me, you know, and I tell I tell I tell anybody that because, um, you you know, you know, you have people right now that are listening. That's, you're afraid to start a business because you've already seen it done before. Mm-hmm. And what sets you apart from any other business is your personality and who you are. When you go into a business, you're going to automatically add your DNA to that business. And I don't shy away from competition because I understand that there'll never be another me. There I you mean, go. My personality and who I am is always going to make my business stand above anybody
0: else. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. That's confidence, right yes, there. Yes, sir.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I really believe that.
0: That's the way I am. Whenever I'm driving my car, I'm like, I, I don't. There. It takes a whole lot of horsepower to outrun this much right, talent. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. You know, I, even though even though I've lost some races, in my mind, it can't nobody beat me. Right.
4: I got <laughs> it. That's what that, it
0: be.
2: That's the exact same way I feel about in in mine now. As far as the bidding aspect, like, hey man, I still got a lot to learn. You know, I'm getting there. But when it comes to running heavy equipment, but I'll put yeah. my, I'll put my finger up against anybody on this planet. I believe I, hey, I he can do,
0: he can do tricks with it too. He can like um, you can set a quarter down on a table like this table right uh-huh. here. And he can take a backhoe and use the little fork or the finger on the backhoe bucket, the teeth, and yeah, the teeth on the backhoe bucket, and hit that quarter and flip it up onto that teeth and pick it up. Oh
4: my god! Yeah.
2: I oh just god. been man, I've been operating for thirty years, I like love it, man. you know, I right alongside to- his dad. Now I'm gonna tell you, like I don't, I don't know a man on this planet run a dozer better than his dad, and I feel like I'm good, right, you know. But when it comes to run a dozer, that man, they, right they, they used for. to,
3: they used to, I used to work at a place called O'Neill Steel. I was there for seven oh, yeah, yeah. years. Um, but oh, you know our, Lance Ireland. The name sounds familiar. Yeah,
2: he was like uh he was uh like I know him because he's a big time pool player in the state of Alabama, like uh-huh. one of the best. And uh, uh, I know him. He used to work at. I don't know that if name he still sounds does. Familiar. But,
3: yeah. um, but I, I, um, you know, I ran the. Well, first of all, I, I started off there as what they call a, a, um, a parts cleaner. So you know, when parts were burned, um, they came off with what they call slag. It was the residue of the steel after it was burned off and got into the water and cooled off. Mm-hmm. So they would put all that on this big table and you have to scrape all that off. That's where I started and I hated that job. I hated the job. So I studied the overhead crane. Um and when my, my 30, my 60, 90 days were up, I went and I applied for the job and I got it. Um so I got so good at the overhead crane man that um the plates, uh the 20, 20 foot plates sometimes you had to put on the on the burner. You were supposed to use a plate hook. And mm-hmm. you're supposed mm-hmm. to allow the parts, um, um, the material handler to hook that plate and then you pick it up with the crane and then you drag it over and you lay it down. Well, I had got so good with the magnet that I would snatch it out the rack with the magnet. So I would snatch the whole plate out the rack with the magnet and then I would drag it over and let it hit the edge mm-hmm. of the table and then lay it right on top of the table. Wow. You know, so I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Once you get to the point to where you know what I'm saying? You you're you're good at certain things, man. There's just certain things you can do with those machines that other people can't. do. That other do. people can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So man, yeah. So so um, that, that's dope. I would love to see, you know, him take take that quarter and flip it on his head with that. With that oh shit.
2: yeah, it's yeah. just it's great. It's just old tricks that you know you learn. Yeah, like doing different stuff. We'd put it on a rock or something and. Then, all you gotta do is just kind of get your tooth to the edge of it, and whenever mm-hmm. you push down right on the edge, that quarter will just flip up, and you just curl your bucket just a little bit. Sit right there on it. That's awesome. And man. it's just, it's
0: funny to see like um he, he you get them new guys that come out on the job site, and um they'll start testing him. What you got about it, old man? What you gonna do, old man? I ain't seen you in a bucket, <laughs> old man. I ain't seen you operating, old man. And eventually he's going to get under his head and he had to go out there and show He'll him up. show him what he got, right. <laughs> well, I, I, I
2: was on a job one time and this guy said, he said, man, I, he said, I feel like I'm the best track cooperator that there is. I said, I said, really? He said, he said, yeah, man. He was like, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, man. I feel like I'm probably, if not the best, one of them. And I was like, okay, all right. I said, well, I tell you what, we're going to take the teeth off the edges of those buckets right there and I'm going to put one right in the center and we're going to leave it right there. I want you to write your name in cursive. He couldn't do it. He kept he kept missing and doing it. So I went right straight over there and I I done whaling in cursive on on the track co over there. He said, son of a I said, <laughs> I said, Man, I got 30 years in this. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I got ten years, twelve years. I said, and not taking anything away from somebody who's been in it 12 ten, twelve years, but when you get thirty years into a business
0: you get good. And the different
3: and the difference in the mindset of probably you and him is that your mind is probably like mine where you realize you can never stop learning. Right. You know, and that's and that's what I try to tell people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Even in barbering, I try to tell people regardless of because you get you get people that come around you and they feel like you can't tell them anything.
4: Mm-hmm. And I
3: try to make them understand that in this business you never stop learning. You never stop learning. There you can always get better. You know, and when you have that mindset, you know, the, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. You know, nobody can stop you when you have that mindset. Yeah. Because I don't mind being able – if he can tell me something that's going to make me better, I don't mind listening.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, my, my biggest thing has been teaching them, you know, because, like, man, I, like, try to be a good teacher, but, like, I'm not necessarily the best teacher when it comes to equipment. Just watch me and mm-hmm. see how I do it. And if you follow those, then you, then you can learn it, you know. Right. Like, for me to say – okay, well, you you got to do this. I can tell you all day, like, hey, if you go do this, but the best way for me to do it is, like, if I show you how you need to make the ditch look when when you're digging a ditch, then me telling you, it it, it doesn't really compute. Exactly. If you see it, how it's done, and you follow that path on that ditch, you're going to keep everybody safe. 30 years, knock on wood. I ain't, I ain't had no accidents where anybody's been hurt, killed, maimed, nothing. Awesome. You know, so – and it's because I follow those same rules when I go out there all the time. It's this is how I have to have my ditch to do it, depending on the soil. You learn that as you go. And the same way with haircut like if you're if you're doing uh, uh, one person's hair is really curly or you're doing another person's it's really straight mm-hmm. or you know doing something like that you learn yeah. whenever you're doing your cuts like with, how to do those different ones and it makes so
3: it, it makes it makes a, it makes a big difference right, right. you know before before I started this business I understood that I already knew how to cut you know coarse hair you know my type of hair right. you know but I wasn't so sure about straight hair right. so I went back to school you know what I'm saying, and and I and I feel good now that, um, like I was saying, I don't care who walks in the door. Right. You
4: know what I'm you saying. You're gonna I, get them straight. I, I'm
3: confident yeah. I can get you straight, man. I'm gonna make you look good. No matter, you know? no matter what. Yeah. No matter what, and that yeah. and that that feels really good to me to know. Because right. my biggest thing was if I was gonna do this, I want to do it right, and I never want to have to turn anybody away. Yeah. So I feel good that whoever walks in my door, man, they can look forward to a question. But
2: you took that you took that step to go in and exactly. to learn that, that part. Was and my, th-
3: that was my that was my um, my whole point of you have to know within yourself that you don't mind going the extra mile to right. make sure that you you can be the best you can be.
4: Right.
0: My next question is for everyone. Well, the next two questions is for everyone. We can all answer. Uh, the first one is, what do people misunderstand about you the most? Their biggest misunderstanding about you.
3: That i mean. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big, mean guy. Now
0: that's what yeah. I was telling them. I yeah. was like, man, this dude, He's he yeah. looks – he's a he's just yeah. giant teddy bear. Yeah.
3: Everybody thinks I'm just this big, mean guy now. Now, if you push the wrong buttons, I can be.
4: Oh, I get uh, but it. But
3: for the most part, I'm a good guy, man. I'm going to treat everybody right. I'm going to make sure I can try to put a smile in your face. I'm going to try my best to make you laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'll do anything to help you. Um, I'm just a big, good guy, man. And I, good. I love people.
1: That's good. Yeah. Richie? Yeah. Well, well mine is I think a lot of people think I'm either arrogant or just a smart ass. Mm. But you know, I'm just me. I mean, I'm not meaning to be that way. It's just me. It's just, you know, I mean the way I am. And once you know me, then everything's good. But a lot of people have a first impression of that. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, but
2: I, I think my biggest thing is is that sometimes and Richie will probably attest to this, I can be annoying. Uh, I mean, I really can because like whenever I get on a like something that excites me and it doesn't oh, no matter yeah. what I, yeah. I will like you ask. I know that it drives him crazy sometimes. I will blow his phone.
1: Look I look at like yes. I'll be like no.
0: <laughs> He's ignoring phone calls for everybody in the interwebs world that can't see what he's doing. And and I it's wish it, again. And I wish
2: it was something no, that I'm I could fl- fix inside me man but like dude whenever I, and i don't mean no harm by it man it's just if if i get something like and i i have it in my mind where i need to talk about it i don't know if it's just something that's in me I, I do that i'll call shorty then i'll call bo then i'll call richie and now i've gotten where i call mark which is the guy who's doing my chassis on my truck and he's like hey man i'm just kind of busy man i thought <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well
1: and then to get to the point where he'll call everybody on a on a big Huge conference call, and then everybody's trying to talk at that point, and then Uh, it's just crazy. I haven't been in those conference calls with him yet. So, (laughs) like,
2: I wish it. I wish there was something that I could do about it. But man, I'm just telling you, if I don't. Feel like if I can't get it out, cause like you know, no, no offense, and I don't want y'all to take this the wrong way, but like y'all have families, you know what I'm saying? You have mm-hmm. your wife, you know you you have your wife, you have your wife, and Bo has his wife, and everybody else kind of like they got their family. Man, I'm stuck with nothing but women. Got gotcha. you, yeah. I, like I like this right here. Once once I got. Kinda of talked into doing that. Man God. I wait for Wednesdays, man. Like we I get, get here soon enough. Dude, I'm
0: telling you, like there is no testosterone in my house but me. I, I get so nervous right. before we do these. I do. I don't know why I get so nervous and so excited then when we finally get in here it all
1: calms down. Right. It's just normal conversations. All this, right?
0: And and I guess we kinda of
2: ought well, Shorty, you know, he's got his uh he's got his sons over there too as well, but like, I don't know if your household is just full of women. Just full of women. And, and we know riches is just full Not of women. Mine's that. just full of women. And I'm just like, I pull mine. Well, I mean, mine's
0: like, is basically women because Colin, he stays in his room and plays Xbox all day. And Connor's usually just never there. He's always going with his girlfriend or at work or something like that. So yeah. when I get home, it's just me, Amber, Addison, and the dogs. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty much women. Right. So the next question I got for everyone is, what is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
3: My biggest failure is procrastination. Yeah. Yeah. That's my biggest failure. I feel like a lot of things that I'm doing now could have been done. Even though
0: I don't we'll, sense that about you. Yeah, I don't sense man, I'm terrible
3: at, Oh my God. I'm terrible, man. You you <laughs> have to you have to know you have to know your own flaws and own faults. What is that? And what that, is that
0: on Facebook it said? Procrastinators, you're not tomorrow. <laughs> yes.
3: That's that's me, man. I'll I'll know I need to do something and I'll be like, ah, I'll do it later. You know, uh, you know, so that was one of my and I'm, I'm a lot better at it now. Um, I've gotten to the point where I had to really, 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 really be um, make sure that I, I got on top of things and be purposeful about when I think about it. Do it now. Yeah. You know, do it now. And I thank God I've gotten better at that. But in the past, man, I, I believe. And like I said, I know God's timing is God's timing. But I feel like it was a lot more I could have got done by now if I would have just jumped on it when I thought about it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's my biggest failure.
0: Richie, what's your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it?
1: Mm. Let me think on that. Come back to me.
0: Okay. It could be career-wise, life-wise, Ed. My,
2: mine would definitely, I would have to say, is uh, my marriage. Mm. You know, that was probably my biggest failure. I jumped way too quick mm. with uh, a woman that I thought that I I loved to know Ian. Or actually, I did, but...
0: You were yeah. married to her, and she was married to the game.
2: Yeah, she was married to them streets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that, That's... I'm that, that's, oh, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know you yeah. laugh. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world because it taught me a lot. You know, I I do got different beliefs now because of what happened to me about the marriage thing, mm-hmm. so I don't really... I don't ever plan on getting married again. So, we don't... It.
3: I don't think we talk about... And I, and I don't want to... I, but I don't think... And that's, that's one of the things... Um, That when I start my podcast, I really want to talk about because we never talk about the effects that everybody is so keyed in on the effects that failed relationship has on the woman, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how that's what's highlighted. Mm -hmm. You know, he hurt me. He did this. He did that. But I don't think anybody ever talks about the effects that it has on a man. They don't You know what I'm saying We we don't We don't Cause we don't get to vent Because venting makes us look weak, weak Right
0: yep. Yep. Exactly We you don't know? get to be emotional we, we don't get
3: to be emotional We don't get to say how we feel You know So a lot of men End up suffering in silence On issues like this And you end up battling those Those things by yourself When I feel like It should be good For us to talk about that Man Because a lot of us Um I know that my You know I went through a really bad marriage My two oldest girls Um I've been had custody of them since they was two and three. So they've been with me and they're now 16 and 17. Right. So they've been with me the whole, all this time, you know, but a lot of my relationship, even with, even with my wife now, it's still some things that I haven't worked out from that marriage before. And it's some things that she suffers through with me. Because of my lack of trust. And oh, I can relate to that. You you, you see what I'm saying? Those yeah. things those things really stick with us, man. Right. And unless we're able to talk it out, and get some therapy, or have some situations where we're able to be in settings like this and let it go, then the wrong people end up suffering behind it.
0: And you're, you know? and you, once you get your podcast started, will be in the perfect position to do that for people. Right. You get somebody in the chair, you know, like me you know right. and they just start asking questions and yeah. they they love to they need somebody to vent. Need, do, man. Men yeah. need some place to vent. Yeah, they do. And,
2: and this is exactly what what I was talking about earlier is like, you know, just being able to come in here because you need the you need the male camaraderie ship. Mm-hmm. You know, you need the male friendship. You need that Person like my uh, one of my best friends is uh, Jonathan. Call him about anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I just pick up the phone, call him. He he'll be at work, but he'll be like you know, hey man, I can talk for a few minutes. Go ahead. You right. know what's up. You know, and uh, that's just that's just what you need as a as a male because like we are it's indoctrinated in us that you know we're never show, supposed to show weakness to our spouse. We're exactly. always supposed to be the strong male. This is it. But the one person that you marry that you get and you confide in you you feel like when you do, if something goes wrong, it's going to be held over you.
0: Right. And that is you feel like hard- they're going to use it against you. Exactly. Use it right. against you. And that is the exactly. hardest
2: thing to ever do, you know? Yeah. Yep.
3: And if it's ever used against you, you never want to let it out again. Yep. You know?
0: I think uh, I'm going to go differently on mine. I think my biggest failure I had is I wasted 16 years working at a place that didn't want me. Didn't mm. didn't see the potential that I had. And when I finally got to the place where I'm at now, and I, you know, the, uh, and I, a place that actually values me for what I can do for them, that, that was my biggest failure is I waited too long to make that change. Right. And I definitely learned from it, and I'm I'm happy where I'm at now, and I'm not going to go anywhere else, but I definitely learned from that. Don't waste a good portion of your life with people with a, people or a place that doesn't value you. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's
4: where I was
1: going on mine, too, is I just wish – My younger self would have done a few things different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, looking back now, I wish I would have um, stepped out on my own a lot sooner in life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've grown over time and learned all these different things and all that. But I just wish I would have branched out on my own a whole lot sooner in life than what I did now.
2: Well, like, you know, I've always said, like, when it comes to doing anything... It don't Like, I just ain't found nothing this dude can't do yet. I'm just being honest. He can make windshield
0: wipers work on a goat's ass.
2: Flat out. I'm not even joking, man. (laughs) He could somehow wire that mother where it's freaking, it's wiping. I don't know how he does it, but he can do it. It it don't matter if it's building race cars. If it's it's something that he feels like that he may not be good at, he will freaking just do it and do it and do it and do it until he gets, until he
1: gets, and it's on everything. That's awesome. You know? Well, that goes back to what we was talking about, Uh, I think, a few episodes ago. We was talking about something, and it was, you know, I try to learn something new every day, no matter what it is. I don't care if it's learning how to, you know, um, hang a picture better or whatever, anything. As long as I learn something new every single day, I feel like I have done something and, and made that day what it, was meant to be.
0: And yeah. you don't get stagnant. You don't just get right. sit there and just not do anything. Just be you're not just being, you're actually you feel like you're being productive. Right. Right. So you're learning. Yes. So that was that that was all the questions I had. see anybody else got any questions?
2: What uh like in whenever you uh first started the leap to decide that you were going to go into your business uh like the was it was it a was it something that you was like you you got a bunch of people together to help you get started? You do it all on your own. And just-
3: I had I had a few people that came in and really helped me, especially on the business side, because I didn't know anything. As far as starting the LLC, as far as you know, getting all my licenses together and all that stuff, I had no clue. Right. So I had some people who really, really sat down with me and showed me where to go and what to do and how to get my paperwork in order, and I thank God for them. I even had some people that was in my corner that came and helped me paint some nights. and So I, I got some good people, man, around me, but also in a sense... I lost a lot of friends, man, right. behind starting a business, mm. which is weird. You know what I I'm saying? Know, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's crazy because the people that you think are going to be in your corner and are going to help you and are going to be there to support you are not the people that show up.
2: Right. Mm. You know,
3: and that was a hard lesson for me, you know, because I had this preconceived notion of who was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. God totally sent the total opposite of people to come and show up for me and be there for me, right. and I thank God for the one that came, and I, I thank God for the ones He exposes as well. Right. You know, and you just have to learn how to take the good with the bad,
2: right? Yeah, right. yeah. And and being a being the businessman and going into where, like being the entrepreneur and doing that, did you did you have those people who were like? Kind of like with their hands out because I've had a I've had a few that like everybody
3: thought I was rich as I started business right you know I was trying to explain to them no yeah (laughs) not rich I'm still struggling I'm trying I'm trying to get there you know what I'm saying I don't I don't have money to loan I don't have money for you to borrow you know you know you can give me a little you know but I'm I'm trying to make it you know I, I don't have a backup plan at this point you know everything that I'm doing man this is actually how I feed my family now I don't. I don't have anything in place to 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 work if this fails, right. you know. So I'm actually giving my all at this to make sure that my family eats every day.
2: Right, and you yeah. got to got yeah. to yeah yeah.
1: I, I, well, I got a question, and I don't know if all of y'all can answer it or not, but you know, there's always that one person who who tips you something that is just off the wall. It has nothing to do with what you did, but they tip you with something, or or anything like that. Have you ever had anybody just say, hey, I appreciate it, and then tip you something that was just off the wall that you – Yeah, I, I had
3: I had a guy come all the way from Huntsville. Um, and I don't even know your name, but if you're listening, shout out to you, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but he came all the way from Huntsville, and he was leaving the Mexican restaurant. This is something that I do too, especially in my beginning years when I re- really wasn't busy. Most of the time now I don't have time to do this because I'm so busy, but I would sit outside in the chair, and when people leave the rest- Mexican restaurant, I would be like, hey – are you done eating? be like, yeah. I'm like, come get a haircut. You
4: know. <laughs> yeah, I remember and you and telling me sidewalk sales. And like this guy
3: point. was like, um, this guy this day, and he was like, okay. And I didn't think he was gonna come back, but he came across. He was like, if you if you got the balls to yell across the street, then you got to be pretty good. Right. And um, I began cutting this Harry, began telling me uh, he owns this this business in um, um, in Huntsville, uh, where he has over 1,200 employees. Um, so wow. he's a pretty big guy, mm, wow. you know, um, and he gets up and he gives me $200 and he's like, have a great day. And wow. Like,
4: what?
3: Wow. Like, so he's "Like no, nah, I don't need any change. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that was a defining moment for me to let me know that I was because I had just started at that point. Right. So that was kind of that was kind of God's way of letting me know uh, you're on the right track. Right. Uh, the other thing that blessed Ooh. me was um, they came and set up my Internet. And when it came, instead of my internet, the guy gave me the paper that had my Wi-Fi code on it. And my Wi-Fi code was Easy Bread 789. Oh, <laughs> I can't make this up. Yeah. Easy, Easy bread. bread. I can't make this Easy up. Bread. Easy Bread 789. It's like they knew. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So so those are some defining moments that I had, man. So let me know, man. Just keep pushing. You're in the right place.
0: That's a funny so, thing. My, uh, my Wi-Fi name is FBI Surveillance. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you come over to my house,
1: it says FBI <laughs> Surveillance on there. Oh, that's yeah. great. That is a good What's one. A, you got to keep good. them meth heads in check. That's <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> well, mine's a little bit kind of off the wall. I was probably in my mid-20s. And... Uh, I was just in residential HVAC. And it was Friday about noon. And uh, I think it was right before a holiday. And maybe the holiday might have been Monday or Tuesday. And everything was shut down. I can't remember what the holiday was because it's so long ago. But um, I went in there. And it was beyond repair. He needed a, uh, an all new unit, it was over there in Homewood. And uh, he was like, man, if you can get this new unit put in today, I'll make it worth you. Wow. Mm. You know, I'll just blow you away. And I'm thinking, okay. You know, so I make it happen. And it's like 1130 Friday night, right before holiday, everything closed, you know. And I got my wife calling me, hey, where you at? You know, yada, yada, yada. And I get done with it, and I give the guy the paperwork. He signs for it, and he gives me this block of cheese. Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is this is I'm not making this
1: up now. No. (laughs) And I'm sitting here holding this cheese and I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking, this son of a You know what I mean? (laughs) You worked all night for a block
0: of cheese.
1: Yep. I I was so mad. I got one. I got one
0: like that. When I towed cars, when I towed cars for Richard Campbell, shout out Campbell's Towing,
4: Campbell's Towing, best in uh,
0: business. Uh, hey, no, the rule is we were not supposed to take tips, and you know I knew that, so I, I really didn't need the tips anyway. I was just I did I towed cars for fun because it was a fun, fun job. So like I I towed this guy's uh, car home and he paid the bill and everything. He said, "Man, I ain't got no money to tip you," and I was like, "Man, I don't take tips. It's cool." And he goes, "Well, let, let me give you this," and I was like, "Okay, what is it?" And he gave me bacon. Hey. And I freaking ate that shit right there in front of him. Hell <laughs> <Hands up. laughs> yeah! You ain't gonna give me bacon and expect yeah. me nothing. <laughs> I said I don't normally do this, but I mean this is that bacon, great. <laughs> right? That's so great, man. So he cool. was uh, he was actually smoking bacon outside on his grill, and he put Sweet. maple syrup on it. Oh, oh, sweet. I don't know that guy's name But he un- he unlocked a cheat code <laughs> In my mind To put maple
1: syrup on bacon I'm trying that tonight <laughs> Dude, It is so good It, it,
4: is, is, good. Good. Oh. Good. it is really
1: good now My it's wife so every good. time she cooks bacon she does that Oh it's the oh, first oh, time I ever had it man.
0: smoked with maple syrup Oh man I oh. mean, oh, she'll take
1: And then she'll take And actually wrap chicken with bacon Yeah And then put it in a stove and she'll put all her stuff on it and that stuff and you just that sounds amazing mm-hmm. man i'll
2: tell you ain't ain't nothing better than somebody who can cook you know what i'm saying like you know i'm definitely yeah. like <laughs> you know yeah. i had me a, a peanut butterfinger uh it was a peanut butter cake with butterfinger in it made by aunt connie today oh wow oh, and wow. let me tell you man that's so, so good <laughs> That sounds
4: amazing. oh so, my
0: lord whenever you uh um, what's your uh uh meals gonna be like at this restaurant you're gonna open. What are you is it gonna be home cooking is it, I'm planning on
3: and it is it, it's, it's in the works. Uh, so so I'm I'm planning on opening a all day breakfast spot. Uh, it's gonna be from six in the morning to about twelve thirty one. Um but it's it's gonna be um entree style. Um um tomato gravy, um oh. um you know um salmon croquettes, um, you know, um you know bacon sausage. Um, um, pancakes, uh, French toast, uh, a better, a better uh, variety than fried chicken and grits, you know, uh, fried chicken and grits, um, fish and grits, um, things of that magnitude is what I'm, what I'm trying to do.
0: A more sophisticated option than huddle house and almond shop. Yeah. Yes.
3: With a lot more flavor. Speaking to the fat guy in me, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, Man, this are making me hungry. I I would love it. We need a place like that up here. You know, and uh, you know, I think people uh, get tired of the norm, uh, like Jackson Hardee's.
0: and Mm -hmm. you know, nothing against
3: those franchises. But you know, um, I I want something nostalgic, you know, newspapers on the table, you know, Andy Griffith on the TVs.
0: Yes. uh,
1: You know, speaking of Andy Griffith, uh, last week, you know, I had that joke that I was saving for this week because it being a barber joke. Ah, you know. Well, yeah. you could, now's the perfect time, and he's probably heard it. And
3: Andy Griffith. Ju- what's crazy about it? I think I just heard it like the other day. I seen it on TikTok.
1: Yeah, that's for. I oh. was. Yes. well, let's hear it anyway. Yeah. I have. Yeah, heard I want to hear it anyway, though. It's, right. it's pretty good. I'm gonna let him say it because, uh, <laughs> you know, he actually actually says it better than I right. do. Right. Because it's his joke, right?
0: Yeah. You don't want to get copyrighted on the joke. Uh,
2: Barbara said, busy, busy, busy. <laughs> fellow left. Came in the next day,
1: asked Barbara, how's it going? Barbara said, busy, busy. Fella left. And he came in the next day, said, how's it going? Barbara said, busy. Fella left.
2: After he left, the barber said to a friend of his, he says, that's nothing wrong with him. He said, if he comes in here tomorrow, I want you to follow him see where he's going. Sure up. Next day he came in said, how's it going? Barbara said, busy. Fella left. Barbara says, Follow him. See where he's going. I, he did, and i probably come back.
4: He said, Where are you going? He said, Your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good.
3: I, I need mean, to go home and check on my wife again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll be
4: back later. Uh, we're about to wrap this up here. Oh, well, well, uh, well, I have a couple
1: great. of questions I want to get in. Yeah. yeah. Um, has there? Who's the person that was in your life? Or had come into your life, or you knew that inspired you the most, or changed your path in life. Who was that person?
3: Great question. My mama. Really? Yeah, it had to be my mama. You know, uh, we always came up in church. You know, you know. But a lot of times, you know, you uh, you don't always take the path that you're led to. You know, uh, but my mama, man, she no matter. No matter what road I was going down, she always greeted me with open arms. Yeah. She was always at the end of that street, you know, welcoming me, you know what I'm saying back, you know. So she was that one that, that she allowed me to make those mistakes because I feel like she knew I had good ground and she was I was mm-hmm. gonna come back. You know, so even to this day I tell her all the time that the reason I started cutting hair is because she gave us such bad haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so so me and her <laughs> had a conversation all the time. I'm like, I thank you, Mom. She's like, for what? I'm like, because I never would have cut hair if you didn't give us such bad haircuts. And yeah. She'll laugh. <laughs> I was that. about to say, what was her uh, response to that? She laughed. Uh, she laughed, but she's all she always says, I did the best I could. And I'm like, Yes, ma'am, you did. Yes, but ma'am. We always got talked about and cracked on at school because our haircuts were so terrible, man. So mm-hmm. I started at a young age, you know, learning how to cut hair, but I never took it serious as a profession. You know, but then later on in life, I realized that it doesn't feel like work. You know, I stand on mm-hmm. my feet ten, twelve hours and still have a smile on my face because I love what I do, and it makes a difference when you love what you oh, do. So, absolutely, I would have to say my mom, man. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a good, good lady. She's great. Shout
1: uh, out to your mom. Shout
3: out to mom. Man. <laughs> That's
2: right, mom. man. Shout out yeah. to moms. That's Lord right. knows, I don't know where I'd be without mine. <laughs> what you say, man?
1: Uh, yes, I think uh, mine would be my grandfather, which would be my mama's. Uh, dad um i think he's i think he had a lot to do with who i am today as far Mm -hmm. as wanting to learn wanting to make everything perfect and all that stuff um you know uh well i lost him uh whenever i was 17 years old and i really wish that i could have had him longer in my life Mm because i learned so much from that man Mm. and um Love him to death.
3: I can attest to that, too, man. My grandfather was the same way. My mom's dad, you know, we we grew up on a farm, you know, so – hauling hay, splitting wood. We stayed busy, man. It's, we never got a break. You know, we had gardens that were football fields long, so we stayed in the garden all the time. Um, but my granddad, he only said something once. but When he said yeah. it, he made sure you did it. Yeah. You know, and there was a lot that I learned from him, man. I thank God for it, and I feel I can feel you as you're speaking. Because when I lost him, man, it left a hole. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, he really yeah, definitely. left a hole, man. So, you
1: know, yeah. and I feel like it's still there, you mm-hmm. know, that – even today, I feel like he's still teaching me things, even though he's not here. Because mm-hmm. I because I always look back to the way it was, and I say, I always say to myself, "Is this the way he would do it, or is this the way he would try to make it better?" Got it. You know, and that's why I'm always the way I am with anything I do. I use that mindset on everything I do in my life. Mm as I compare it to him and how he would do it. I mean, and I don't as long, know what as it long is. As
3: long as you do it that way, he's never left, man. Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's still here. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times we don't look at things that way, man. But, you know, when you have somebody that has that big of an impact on your life, even though they're gone, they're not gone. Right. man. And he, li- he lives through yeah. you. You right. know, so you know, because uh, I feel I feel the same way with that man. I once I start something, I have to finish it, and I know I get that from my grandmother. Right. right, You know, what you I'm know,
1: saying? and a lot of people will get on to me. You know, why are you doing it that way? Why are you taking so long? Why? Are you, why are you putting so much in it? And I just I know, but they don't know. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And you know, you know, uh, why is it taking you so long to do this little thing? You know, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to impress him. Yeah, You know I what wanna I'm saying? I to make it right. You got to have it right have every it right. time. That's yep. awesome. That's me. I love
2: it. Yeah. Mine would, uh, you know, uh, of course my mom as well, but probably one of the biggest impacts, and God rest his soul, you know, I miss him every day, it was Uncle Floyd.
0: Yep. You yeah. know,
2: I mean, the later part of Uncle Floyd's life, it was me and him a lot, you know, and it was just – everything man he was with me he my girls loved him because like he is just he was such a loving person and I never in in all my days will measure up to what he what he did you know like he taught us he taught me my trade that I'm in you know he taught me construction you know a different side of it but he taught me from the ground up on how to do it uh, I seen how he was with with his his daughters and, and and uh how he was with mine. You know, he you know, they, they called him Uncle Floyd, you know, because like he was he was just that instrumental in my life, man, that you know, I miss him every day.
0: World renowned Uncle Floyd.
2: My daughter
1: My daughters always called him Uncle Floyd. Mm-hmm. I think everybody I him. called him <laughs> Uncle Floyd. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that was just who he was. He was Uncle Floyd to everybody. That's it. You
4: know
0: I've got I miss him man so bad. I've got so many people that have impacted my life and changed it. If I had to like uncle Floyd's a major player, but if I had to just pick one person, it would be Ed. He's the one that's, um, you, he's the one that's hands down, made me the man who I am today, just by leading in his example, the things that he's done, the way he treats, the way he's a father, the way he's, um, guided me through childhood and into the day. He is the father, that I didn't have, but I needed. He's always, you know, he, he's led by example. He's always told me things that I uh, I should do, and then taught me things that I shouldn't do through him. So I would have to say Ed is the guy that's changed well, my I, life the I, most.
2: I appreciate that. I don't, I don't think I can measure up, but I, pre- <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> you know, and that's kind of way I am every day is I always compare myself to my grandfather, and I'll never measure up, even though. He was in my life only 17 years. Mm-hmm. I still look up to him and think I'll never measure up to what he expects me to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I try so hard on everything I do. I
2: love it. <sighs> I'm telling you, man. Like, you know, we done got into heartfelt things where we're saying something about Oh, <laughs> Are you choking teared, up right? over there? A little bit. Well,
1: <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't know that about me, but that's, you know, that's it. That's so, awesome, man. That's, that's awesome. awesome man. That's, 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 I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. So I got... I got another weird one for you. Okay. All right. Go. If you was in a past portal, okay? <laughs> okay, this is kind of going wild out here now. Okay. No, I like it. Let's do I'm it. with it. Let's okay. do it. And you found out you was somebody from the past. Go all the way back to the beginning of the time if you want to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you found out that you was anybody in the past, who would it be and why?
3: George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. Y'all know who George Clinton is? Yeah, yeah. uh, He he was a
1: musician,
0: wasn't he? He was a musician, man. And
3: and he was so free, man. It's like he had so much fun. he had dreadlocks, but they were all purple and red and yellow. <laughs> and he smoked as much weed as he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he danced on stages with people in diapers and bought big bottles and stuff, man. He just had a good time. That's and I tell cool. people all the time, if I could go back in time and, and attend the concert, it would be his. Wow. So, so if I had to be anybody in the past, it would be the, either Prince, you know, or somebody oh, like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I was listening to Prince on the way I would, here. <laughs> I would be a mu- musician, man. I would be an amazing musician. I would be able to play a guitar. And I would be really, really head over heels over myself. Yeah. Mm. That's 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 what I would do. Yeah. I love well, music, man. Music is my thing.
1: Well, um, if you if you couldn't choose, though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what I'm saying. If there's anybody in the past that you would have been... Who would it be? I mean is that still your same answer but
3: if I couldn't if I couldn't choose who it was?
1: Right. And then you found out you were somebody from the past based oh, on your life.
3: Based on my life now, if if I if I couldn't choose and I found out I was somebody else, who would that person be?
2: That's a deep question. That is, that is deep. That's a deep
3: question. <laughs> yeah. That is a deep question. And my answer is kind of weird because I don't feel like I'd be better at being anybody else. Right. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. That's exactly that kind that of the way I was Yeah, that TV makes too. sense. So that was, I don't think I mean, I'll that's be pretty much my my I, I don't right. think I've never been good at being anybody but me. Right. You right. know, so I don't I don't think I would really thrive at being anybody else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, so so I would have to trust God on that one because I I would Hope that he would pick somebody that I would <laughs> be yeah. You know, because within my mind, man, I can only be Jason. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. I Is would, there, say, I would say, I would say that same thing. I can't imagine that I could be anybody else. And you know, I mean, I, I just, you know, maybe Ron Jeremy. Or yeah, what so
4: I was <laughs> 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 that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> maybe that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get it, dude. That's, Dude's that's old and man. ugly that and fat, good, but yeah. gets laid hey, on the regular normal. regular. Do you hear me? <laughs> he Got more ass in a public toilet. Come seat Come on, man. man. <laughs> What's up? That's good stuff, <laughs> that's oh, good.
3: Wow. Oh, That was great.
0: That dude was lays great. more pop than his construction. That was you, so great. Like, man. that it. man.
1: That was hilarious, bro. Golly. Uh, I think that's all I had.
2: Y'all about ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I and wait,
1: wait, got, wait, man. wait. Actually, we still got the actual signature question. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I We're to. doing, yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is the last question. Got it. All right, and it's only for you to answer okay. because we all know, you know, I mean, we've already done this before, but if Hollywood come up to you one day mm-hmm. and said, hey, I want to make a movie of your life from start to finish, who would play? You and why mm.
4: Denzel Washington?
3: Uh, I don't think not Denzel. Um, I'm not the dreamy type, so I wouldn't be Denzel. Um, I'm trying to think of if it'd be anybody in Hollywood that and it
1: could be anybody, you know, because I'm funny, now and in the past, I'm
0: goofy. Cedric the
1: Entertainer.
3: Cedric might work. Uh, phase on love might work if you guys know who phase on love is. That's the guy work. that does all
4: the impressions.
3: Uh, no. no. Uh, you ever seen the movie Couples Retreat?
1: Yes, uh, I don't think
3: all right. Phase on love is the one that got naked. Yeah, oh. yeah I know who you talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, Cedric, entertainer, or either phase on love. Um, would, would do good as me um, because both of those guys, I think they kind of can embody my personality. So either Cedric or Faison.
1: That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a couple of questions here. Everybody's wanting to know how to book appointments from you and all that stuff. Can they just go through your Facebook page yes, and Yes, sir, that? man.
3: Listen, man, Custom Combo Grooming Lounge, I got pages on Instagram and on Facebook. I have this neat little thing called a book now button. So if you go on there and you hook that, hit that book now button, it will actually take you straight to my booking app. It'll let you know what I have available, what I don't have available. Once you put that uh, appointment in, it comes straight to my phone. Yeah. Um, if that gets complicated for you, which it seems to be pretty easy to do. I use it all um, the time. Call my phone, man, 205-635-6174. Or just walk in, man. We're, we're in Warrior right on Main Street, 407 Main Street, Warrior, Alabama, 35180. Man, stop by and see me, man. I'll take care of you. Also, man, listen, we also are doing a fo- uh, um, toy drive for Christmas. So if you know anybody that wants to drop by a new unwrapped toy, please do, man. We're trying to service some um, less fortunate kids in the city. So I'll be right. glad if you would drop by a toy, man, so we can bless somebody for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We will yeah, definitely, yeah. Yes,
0: definitely do that. Yeah, yes,
1: definitely. We'll definitely awesome. work that out. So they
0: can. uh, I use that app all the time, and it's wonderful. It never fails, and it sends you a message once you sign up. It sends you a message and asks you asks you to confirm, and once Mm -hmm. you confirm, you're in.
3: You're in, and it's also going to send you uh, a. a reminder that by the day before, it'll send you a reminder of your appointment, and that's the um,
0: reminder I slip right through.
1: <laughs> right. So that way, you, and, you and I'm almost there now. So what?
2: my
0: beard's
3: getting there. Hey man, and we'll tie you that's up, it. man. That's well, I, we'll tie you
1: up. Well, I don't have to go to like a barber or anything like that because my wife cuts hair. You know, as a as a hobby. Got you. You know, and you know, I mean, she does. That's know, a probably. pretty mean mullet you got. There. I know. I'm that's telling you, I'm I've telling never me. wanted hey. hair so bad in my life. Hey, but the only reason why I did it is because you said I wouldn't. I
0: know. Yeah. I know. That's it. Because you know I can't. Yeah, yeah. I could
1: have the skulllet like, yeah. all bald on top, and nothing. Yeah, yeah, I think we was talking. <laughs> I think we was talking about mullets or something. And I was like, "I'm gonna grow one." He said, "No, you won't. You won't do it." And I said, "I bet." That's the only, the only
0: reason you do it is because you know I'm infatuated <laughs> with mullets.
1: Well, there you the go. well, here, how about I do this? my dang! So if
0: you had hair, that was that's. Oh, is that what you would do? For
1: sure,
3: hundred oh, percent. Man, yeah. I love it, man. Speaking oh, of man.
1: that, uh, as a hobby, I know we're trying to actually end this thing, but, but is there a hobby that you have that nobody really knows? Um,
3: I have a lot, man. I sing, uh, I draw.
1: You sing, um, sing,
0: yeah. uh, Oh,
3: I've been singing for a long time. This,
0: this man. man is also a singer. I love him, mm-hmm. man. He runs karaoke. I love really mm-hmm. where, Yeah. Uh, TP Miller's, I think, right? Yeah, really? Um, like, I'm gonna have to every to Thursday to night, I'm
3: gonna have to come to TP Miller's, man. Yeah. My buddy actually does sound for TP Miller's. His name is DA. His name, D. is Darryl. yep, that's my bud, man. We go to church together, yep. so that's good one deal. of my good guys, really yep. good guy. Um, so yeah, man, I'm gonna have to come through, man. TV Millers, man. On Thursday
1: nights,
0: if you if, if you go on Thursday, let me know. I'm in.
3: I will. Yeah, I definitely, definitely will, man. I definitely will, man. So I yes, don't know man. if
0: anybody else knows this, but I can pull off a mean rendition of Great Balls of Fire. I believe it. man. I
2: can't <laughs> wait to see it. Hey, look, I, I'm well known for doing the street.
1: Well known. <laughs> that. For it. That and like a virgin. Yeah, like what I what thought I was it was yellow. I, I do the silly yeah.
2: stuff that people are like. <laughs> What I, thought, I what? thought it was Yellow Submarine. I've done that. Today. I done that. <laughs> day, <you know? laughs> I love that. I love. It, I just man. get a kick out of people laughing, and I ain't done it in years, man. But man, used man. to, I had the most fun doing it, man. Just to watch people's face going like,
3: "It's fine." What man. is? Up with this
1: dude. man, it's so the good. Paper. I just don't want to stop. I know I'm getting questions in my head now. Yeah, this that's has just been great, kind man. Kind of crazy. It really has been
4: great, yeah We don't want to have take to have too you much on. of this time. I have to have oh, you on I'm again good, later, man. you know. I'm, I'm have good, to have yeah, you yeah. If you ever need yeah. me again, man, y'all
1: call Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. We'd
2: definitely. love to have you again yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely, we'll man. I ain't never laughed this hard in a minute. You know what I'm saying? And we've had some good ones on here, but you know, I laughed this time. It's pretty
3: good. Yes, sir. yeah Yes, sir.
1: You know, I mean, I've had a good time. Uh, I've enjoyed your company. I George really wish you'd well. come back. And, um, you know, I mean, we're just going to keep rocking this little thing we call the Off-Kilter Podcast.
2: That's right, man. hopefully we'll get to where we can get some more mics in here and start having, you know, quite a few people. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe we just keep going.
0: Yeah. All right. So everybody can uh, get Jason on Cuts and Convo Facebook page, mm-hmm. Cuts and Convo Grooming Lounge. You can hit him up there. It's got all the links you need Go see him in Warrior. And uh, you can hit us up on the Off-Kilter Podcast on Facebook or at gmail.com. And uh, tune in next
4: week when we dress Richie up in a bikini and make him sing karaoke. That's right. (laughs) Really, (laughs) (laughs) karaoke?